0: Hello, hello, my dear audience. I'm Peter Resnick, and welcome to the Dr. Peter Resnick's Toolbox. I'm back to New York from London, and I'm back to well-being from COVID. Uh, I think I told you last week that I still had some fever. It was the first day, last Tuesday, that fever subsided. Looking back at the experience, uh, it was nothing like the first time two years ago when I had COVID and high fever for 11 days. Possibly uh, because it was a second time around. Um, I didn't have such a severe way. Uh, and I developed an immunity to some degree. And possibly because this time I was taking ivermectin. Yes, that, that thing for the horses. Uh, you know, it's meant for a 1250 pound horse. So I divided approximately this amount in seven parts and took it for seven days. It's a shame that I couldn't just get regular pills. It's still mind blowing to me that the doctor can not just prescribe medicine as the doctor feels is appropriate. I have been many doctors uh, who are physician many friends who are physicians and told me that, at least in New York State, they would lose their license. It's the first time in human history, I think, uh, when the politicians decide for the doctors what medicine to prescribe. Uh, I am (laughs) waiting, America the beautiful, America the land of the free. When will Americans wake up? Maybe some already did. Uh, but I know just a few outstanding doctors and lawyers, but an average American, I don't know how much an average American realizes what's going on. Do they not see what's happening with all the f- our freedoms? If parents are no longer in control over what their, their children are taught in school, if people cannot decide with their doctors what medicine they take, and what they don't. If criminals on the streets have more rights than law-abiding citizens, and criminals just have go through a revolving door, if our country no longer keeps integrity of its borders, but sends billions to protect someone else's borders, if people are afraid to speak their mind uh, in fear of losing their job, Something is not right with this America. Uh, I didn't intend to start with the politics. Something triggered it. Uh, But really, it reminds me more and more of the country I escaped from 41 years ago, the Soviet Union. Everyone lived in fear. And those who dared to speak up lost their jobs and and their freedom, ended up in labor camps and jails. The same happened in the Nazi Germany, the same happened in every single country where the freedoms were snatched one after the other. And it's always done by the people who proclaim that they do it for the well-being of masses, for equality. But they themselves live in luxury. Just like the hypocrites who now keep talking about greenhouse effect, saving our planet, yet travel on private jets. Do you not see that it's happening globally, not only in America, in most countries of Western civilization? And the strings are pulled by the puppeteers. I really didn't intend to talk about it. (laughs) Uh, This is Dr. Peter Resnick's toolbox. I was supposed to talk about well-being, but I think our well-being will be affected sooner or later it's affected affecting our wallets already so far but i i know now what triggered this tirade um i i was listening for a few minutes to the show that is right before mine the lead stories by actress lead and she's a very very intelligent lady and a lot of people call in and and share their views of the world and it's really about politics And one person said, just before the end of the show, it's a shame that now in in some state, I think he mentioned a higher, uh, teachers will be permitted to carry guns. What happened with America? And it's true, what happened? How come that there is so much violence? I would love to have a a dialogue with someone. I have some thoughts about it. It came to me right when he mentioned it. And I think it goes back to social changes that happened in the last 30-40 years, not only social changes, but I would I I would I don't want to say blame, but respond psychology and psychologists and uh, social scientists I have, I think, contributed to this a lot. Because uh, you know with with liberalization of of school system and First, you know, in the old times, we used to have uniforms. That was order. Students were much more respectful of their teachers. Parents would come, would be called to school, and the teacher would say what the problem were with, with, the, with the students. Now, parents are <laughs> uh, don't want, want to hear any problems with their children. And in fact, we taught our children uh, to be dissatisfied. A lot of violence happened, just like in Columbine and and after that, done by dissatisfied, unhappy teenagers. Why? I, I can present at least one reason. Because of a promotion of this sense of entitlement. We, we have right to be free. We have right to have health care. We have right, we have right, we have all these rights. We don't, in truth. These are all privileges that are earned. But when people are uh, taught that they have right to have, and suddenly they don't have, uh, that, that builds frustration. No, you don't have rights to have anything. The only thing you have rights to is your own thoughts what's happening in your mind beyond that you have to earn but now there are i remember when my children were growing up only 15 years ago there was this trend you know uh there is some kind of competition and they give a trophy to the winner and then they give a trophy to everybody else for participation so god forbid they wouldn't be frustrated and then children learn not to be frustrated always getting a trophy but life doesn't work this way there are a lot of i would love to to be able to have a dialogue with you ladies and gentlemen if you if you're willing to call in and express your opinion i think we we set ourselves up as a society to have a lot of people with a sense of entitlement and therefore with big frustration because we are not equal now they're talking about equality by nature we're not equal some people have greater talents than others some people invent uh, cars and then uh, uh, div- different devices and i could never think about inventing anything i can talk i can talk to people but I don't know math. I never went beyond C in in school. So there is something, not because I didn't make an effort, just mine doesn't mind doesn't work for it. Imagine if we think that we are entitled to everything that the other person is entitled to. That's called kind of socialism. Then we'll be frustrated because we're not getting, no matter what, we're not getting it. So it's it's just something to we need to to discuss. I think that, I think that we created this Frankenstein, this society that is not healthy. Let's go back to the, the Dr. Peter Resnick's toolbox. Today I, I want, unless somebody wants to call, please feel free to call you. I understand you have a screen in front of you with, I will not be repeating um, the telephone number because you have it on the screen. Uh, you can call anytime, I will gladly take your phone phone call with with your comments or suggestions or ideas. As you know, that's what I'm looking forward to making this uh, show, just a show with people calling in. And I will be glad to work with you to attempt to answer your questions and deal with your physical, mental, emotional, spiritual uh, well being. Uh, Though I have to say I'm not a spiritual teacher. I'm just a student like you, just maybe old enough, maybe I read some books, maybe uh, worked myself to some degree, but we're all uh, different only in a degree, not in kind. So I'm just where you are, trying my best to be the best of myself, (laughs) and not always so successful. Today, I wanted to talk about yet another obstacle in our way to leading a healthy and fulfilling life. Uh, and it's part of, as you may remember, the fifth pillar of well being our, our conscious beliefs, attitudes, and character traits. Now I wanted to talk about the need for approval. The thought, actually, about this. Because, you know, I, I went through most uh, challenges that we all face on the conscious level, uh, and now uh, I, I'm working on a few extra that I realized while working on my book, Six Pillars of Well-Being. But this literally came a couple of weeks ago, the need for approval. I oversaw over, over it, uh, but it's such a huge issue. Uh, and the thought about this need for approval came to me when I received an email from a gentleman from George from Canada, who asked me about raising his son, who was, uh, who is three and a half years old. And then he asked me, should I, here I wrote it down, should I be strict or accepting? George wrote, we are trying to teach him to eat right. And he's playing with his food. I exercise, I do yoga in the morning and he's crawling all over me. I read a book and suddenly he begins to sing a song. I read a book to him. He begins to sing a song from another book. Oh, oh somebody is calling, I'm very happy. Gia, I, I think I know Gia, Gia from New York. <laughs> welcome.
1: Hello, dear. Oh, good afternoon, Dr. Resnick. Uh, I'm I'm glad to hear that you're feeling better.
0: Thank you. Thank you. A... I'm really back. I'm so happy. <laughs> Thank
1: you. Yeah, last week, uh, my heart went out here. I could hear how, how you know poorly you felt. I a couple. Of, I'm bursting. I I want to contain myself. So, I am a senior, so I've lived through a lot of things. A lot of, you know, a lot of life. But I want to say something. Have you ever heard of the cures in the cupboard?
0: Cures in the cupboard?
1: The, the cure is in the cupboard. Oh, the, the cure in, is in your the cabinet. It, is There's it a it lot the, of things that cure you. It, here's what I want to impart to you. I learned years ago from, from it, a doctor who, uh, who put it in the forefront. Go, if you have an inclination... Go get yourself oil of oregano. Anytime you feel anything coming on or you're exposed, if you sneeze, you sniffle, you take a drop and and put it under your tongue, and uh, it really kills the viruses before it gets started. Oil of oregano.
0: See, uh, you, you are great. You know what I want to tell you? When I got the COVID, and I, and I said I was taking ivermectin, but also because my sinuses were clogged, I always carry with me uh, just a little, little bottle of uh, organic oil of oregano. And what I did, I Oh, put, you
1: know about it. That's amazing. Because, so yeah, you know, yes. people... And I put three people, drops. people don't know about it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, th- three drops
0: in, in warm water. And I used pot. You know what pot is, right?
1: Yeah, pot. I don't do that. I don't. Mm, I don't like. It.
0: It's very. I, it's very very ago, easy I was to administer. Underwater
1: distract. a lot. I was a big swimmer, and I got water. I got water in my inner ear, and it it, it took. I was you know very young. Walked around with, with water swimming around my head, a headache, and everything. So I stay away from that because I'm not. I don't. <laughs> I haven't perfected okay. it
0: but i do nati and it really helped mm-hmm. but for some people but also it's it's, it's such a great idea with oil like oregano another idea is that you boil water in a in a, a pan and you put few drops you cover yourself yeah. with the towel and you breathe it
1: in right that i do that i do you can also put it just put it under you just put it in your nostrils just put it at the entrance of your nostrils and breathe it in. It just opens up your head, your sinuses, everything. Burns, so I just burns. burns. Like, <laughs> <fun. laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great, thank family. you. Yeah, yeah, thank you for reminding it, because I don't
0: think that every all people know about it. It's such a, such a...
1: No, that's exactly right. That's why I started off saying that I am a senior, and I, I must have learned this like 40 years ago. And uh-huh. uh, if they have an inclination, just go Google, so the, um, the cure is in the cupboard. There is a whole book on it and everything. A doctor, you know, he brought it to light. And and it and not only that, I uh, I, have a, I have a lot of international friends. If you can get yourself a whole of, of like a regular water, you keep that in your house and you just drink it like a tonic.
0: Mm. Do you know that uh, I just today, my sister told me something, and she is a. Uh, has been a nutritionist for many years, she said she read an article uh, that uh, if you drink just like uh, two sips of water every single day, uh, I'm sorry, every 15 minutes, even if you get some viruses in, you wash them down and in the stomach with hydrochloric acid they die immediately. The whole point is not to allow them to begin to germinate and and reproduce. So every fifth, I don't know if I can, but frankly, since she told me, she told me this this morning, uh, I'm carrying with me a glass of water. It makes
1: sense. sense. Another thing I learned not too long ago, start your day off with an eight-ounce glass of cold water. It gets your adrenals going. Mm, Cold water, yeah. And it you're, helps, yes, cold mm-hmm. one before right? anything else. Obviously, you're gonna. Uh, obviously, I don't know. My routine is take, pr- but br- uh, brush my teeth and and swish with peroxide. Get whatever it's collected overnight, the bacteria. Yeah, right. And obviously, our tongue holds a lot of bacteria, especially when your sinuses are draining. And mm. then, then drink the cold water, and mm. then you know. But I, I want to move on though to what you were talking about earlier, and I. I had to. Sh- I would like to share that with you, but like, I'm sh- I'm sure that you would have appreciated that. And um, I've studied under Gary Noll for 35 years, so I've learned a lot through him. But that was before Gary Noll That was uh, Carlton Fredericks. After him and Gary Noel took over, so I'm dating myself. But I I don't care. I just I. It's hard for me to hold back something I know that will help somebody. You know, is that the way I am? Um, Thank you. Thank you. you, you know, I,
0: I don't remember, unfortunately, the name of the author. I think he was a Persian, who lives uh, Iranian, who lives in America. But the ne- the name of the book is "You Are Not Sick, You Are Thirsty."
1: listen. <laughs> wow. Now that all that just that just covers everything, doesn't it?
0: Right. That just, and, and,
1: just really covers everything that we're speaking about. That's very in. Mm. You learn so much if you if you take it all in, right? If you don't block anything out,
0: um, it's my suggestion as- to everyone, ladies and gentlemen. Always, yes. uh, like yeah. when I speak about something, I say, please don't trust me. Nothing of what I say is true unless it's true to you. But the only way you will know if it's true or not is if you try it out. I always suggest take something okay. for a week, experiment, like like sipping water every. 15 minutes uh, and, and see if you first, if you can do it, if you have the discipline, if you don't, that's another problem. Uh, but if you have, see how you feel. And then you may make a decision. You may just decide to adopt it for life. And maybe not, mm-hmm. maybe it doesn't work for you. But unless you try, unless you make a commitment to do it for a certain period of time, you will never know. There are so many wonderful ideas like Jia is sharing with, uh, with, with, uh, oil of oregano, but unless you practice mm-hmm. it, how do you know? Gia, thank mm-hmm. you so, so much for calling. I love you <laughs> calling in. Thank you.
1: That's one thing, but I just wanted to touch base a little bit, like, about um, how we're losing our rights. We
0: Oh, yes, please. There,
1: there, hmm, where do I begin? First of all, I guess I would begin with the children. I went to private school, and I know that whole routine. And it was a wonderful experience. And, and, but this, um, what is, um, uh, I, I want to call it the, what's trying to get a one world order is trying to obviously deviously little by little chip in way, the rights of the parents, the family nucleus, all of that. When you go, if you, I have a couple of children. And when I went to, Anybody had a problem? What one thing they want to put a label on your child? They're not interested in helping your child. Really, they want to get a psychiatrist, psychologist, put them on Ritalin, whatever, whatever. That's the beginning, and that goes back. That goes back uh, thirty, forty years ago. So it's, it's little by little they're just chipping away, and they wear down the parents' rights where you are afraid to speak up because then. You don't know if your child is going to be at the brunt of the, uh, you know, whatever you stood up for. What well, I'll tell you a quick thing: uh, my son, my youngest son, was uh, he was uh, upstart. I mean, he wasn't a bad kid, but he would let you know he had he had a voice. The teacher bent his finger, his thumb back, and, and hurt him severely. You, my son never told me. A a, a co-worker. Mm-hmm. Son who's in the same class told her, and she told me. We worked together, mm-hmm. and and then I went up there and I had him, the teacher, come in to the, with the principal, and I said, "You did you see fit to call call mother and, and and bring me in and tell me that he's talking out in class? But you you take you uh take his thumb and you bend it back till he cried, but but he never told me. He was you know, a little man then. He still didn't tell me, but. Mm-hmm. This is this is the thing that goes on, and it it's just one example, and it's it's so, we do have to stand up, but I think we're so beaten down, and as you pointed out so poignantly, it it, it just it's just people who are older enough remember those days. I remember the air raid days when we had the the teacher would say, "Go under your desk if you hear a siren." Oh yeah, like that's gonna help us, you know. So you mentioned white coat syndrome from all stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? It is like mm-hmm. we do. Have to speak, And it, I think it's you, I all, all, um, what you're imparting and, and bringing to the forefront and help support the younger parents. And if you just be brave, stand up, speaking, stand up for your rights in a, in a way that is, a, a common good, no violent, not violent, but another thing is, I'm sorry to say this, but I believe it. We are a violent people. We are basically for the most part violent. We we live in a violent nation. Our country was started with violence. Okay. So I don't know how to uh, how do you...
0: Gee, you bring up now such a huge <laughs> uh, question in, about of violence course. and uh you know, I have to say uh Most people, not just American people, are violent. American people Mm -hmm. seem to have uh, the know-how to create tools for violence so they became uh, a military superpower. But before that, Mm -hmm. the British were the greatest power and they they, they conquered more than Alexander the Great or Mohammed. Mm -hmm. They they ruled the world. It's now a nature, I think, that... Oh, oh God! This is a whole—you <laughs> got me in oh, trouble. Yeah.
1: No, 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 no! That's why I brought it up. That's why I brought it because it's it's bigger than other uh, any yeah. human. But when I, to... I, I, I when I when I hear, I listen to a lot of Bible. Uh, I never was. I'm a. When I grew up, they didn't teach us the Bible. So over the years, I've learned more. There's so much violence in the Bible. It's hard for me to even hear some of it. Yeah, so this goes yeah. back. To Goes back to the beginning of humans. I just and I just don't understand. You, not that I don't understand, but it's hard to wrap my mind around it. It's like, why well, can't love win over violence? I just don't understand. It, if we're different, it, we're different, we're different. You know.
0: Yeah. Let's
1: That's try. let Everything is this. control. Everything is control. You got to control somebody else's mind, body, pocketbook, whatever, whatever decisions. Everything is control. Uh, let's
0: let's try, we, we, we're bringing up, you're bringing up a number of wonderful issues, but I remember the toolbox, I want to try to address one issue, uh, and that is why we are the way we are and mm-hmm. what could be done, and what came to my mind is Jean-Jacques Rousseau, French uh, mm-hmm. philosopher, mm-hmm. Who came up with this idea, and he was the first one, came up with this idea that human beings by their nature are good. Because before that, mm-hmm. the whole world understood we're evil, many philosophers wrote about it, and that we need to conquer, to tame our impulses. What happened then, and the Bible, of course, teaches... Yes, we're violent, and that's why we're offered commandments and different tools how to work on ourselves. Comes Jean-Jacques Rousseau and says, no, 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 human beings are good by their nature, but the society is not good. And he was the inspiration to what they call Great French Revolution, which ended up in a horrific, horrific bloodshed, and the killers then were killed themselves, And thousands and thousands of French people were killed, inspired by a good idea. We have to improve the society, rather than we have Mm -hmm. to improve ourselves. Mm -hmm. We have to improve ourselves. And it's interesting that in the last 10 years I've seen America, there is an attempt to discourage people from going to houses of worship. That's why Mm -hmm. how so many churches were burned, people going to church, uh, attacked. Why? Because if you have God, you have higher authority. But any totalitarian system, whether it was Hitler or Stalin or whatever they're trying to do now here in America, they don't want you to believe in the authority beyond them. They become your authority. They become, the state becomes your authority, and they make the decisions. That's a very scary thing.
1: Oh, I'll, that's the word. It just it took it out of my mouth. And it was scary. I'm not afraid, though. I, 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 it never was in my repertoire to be afraid. I, I just, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> mm. I don't, I don't live in fear. I put my... Trust in the Lord and the guardian angels and whatever. And, uh, and you know, um, I, so I used to wish I was a man so I could do more. <laughs>
2: well,
0: you know, there have been wonderful, incredible women who did a lot. So, yeah, <laughs> yes, you're yes, you speaking yes, up true. now, you're bringing up these yes, issues already makes a change, you know?
2: Yes, and you don't need yes, yes, to exactly. change
0: a thousand people. Maybe what you brought up made us talk about something, that it will shift the consciousness of one person. And yes. that's already a lot. You know, it's written yes. in Talmud, the one who ch- saves the man saves the world. So, but, but let me, Gia, if you don't mind, I want see you brought this uh, uh, interesting issue also about the yeah. children. How do we educate our children to be a good I'm human sorry. being?
1: And I I'm want to speak about... I'm sorry I gave you so many... Uh, no, no, no I love it. You, I told I, you, it. you invoke this bursting, I, and I just have to get it out.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, thank you, thank you for calling. It, that's what you, you know. Did. That's what kind of stimulates me and, and encourages me to talk about issues. Otherwise, I run out. It does, doesn't come. You know, subjects yes. do not come on their own. You know, I cannot just oh, take One it out of the air. You bring young, it, bring don't it don't don't up so many good
1: be. issues. Mm-hmm. But let young me parents try. To be a bring... mm-hmm. I'm sorry. What did you say? No, I said, please, young parents, don't be a sheep. Get together, stand together, and 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 unite and and in a loving way and and unify and, and be you know stand up for our rights. Yeah, me, rights.
0: And Gia, you are fantastic. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Okay, I love you. Thank and take care of yourself.
0: Thank you. You too. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. But look what, what what Gia said something, and, and I I spoke about it, and I'm happy she agreed with me that it starts with education, and it goes back to the something I started discussing with you, and that is the email of George. How do he says? How do I raise my child? What a wonderful question. Do I uh, uh, do I teach him? Uh, values and am I strict with him from from now from this age of three and a half? do I wait when do I start? there is a wonderful what comes to me is a wonderful uh, Indian not not American uh, Native American but Indian East Indian saying uh, treat your son from birth to five as a king from five to fifteen as a servant and from 15 on as a friend. And I think it kind of fits very well with the stages, psychological stages of development. That is, before the age of five, sometimes six, sometimes four, before the age of that age, children really don't understand why things are happening the way, why they are the way they are. So if you punish them, if you demand from them too much, You will just squash their will to explore. Uh, But after the age of four, approximately, they they pretty much begin to understand what's going on, and then you start. You have to start teaching them discipline, uh, responsibility, and that's what you teach them from four, five till fifteen, because now they understand what is right, but but the impulse to get their way is very strong. So that's when you become uh, stricter. Uh, and after that, after the age of 15, uh, it's, this is it. Whatever you did before the age of 15, you're finished. <laughs> now you made your contribution, the child will unfold, and there is very little you can do. You can just pray for them. Uh, but <clears throat> in, as I mentioned, our psychology and sociology, I think, didn't do, uh, didn't do a favor to us by encouraging us to be very lenient and and uh, uh, loving and appreciative of our children no matter what. In fact, in the 90s and 80s, I have no calling um, okay, let's pause. I want to take Novel's um, call, and we'll, we'll talk about 80s and 90s ideas about raising children. Noel, you're on the air. Hello. Yes,
2: hi, uh, Mr. Resnick. Welcome back to the United States. Uh, I wanted to call you last week while you were in London, because uh, I wanted to share with you about a very esoteric form of re um, uh, resetting your circadian rhythm, and that is earth grounding. Something that uh, your, your studio, the board operator, the, if the board is not grounded, you'll have a hum on the speaker. It is very important for all of us to earth ground. I even ground my plants. I have a stake, a stake outside my house into the earth, And I actually put a wire hanger inside the earth because the one thing a plant is missing, you could give it all the nutrition, light, and water, it's still missing the ground. Now, I used to be in the Air Force. I used to fly on medical missions. And the one thing that you do when you just reset your, whether you go to Russia, whether you go to any other part of the world, is to... Earth ground, and what I mean by earth grounding is putting your feet on a damp um, uh, beach or uh, even standing in the water, and you reconnect with the earth. It reduces inflammation, resets your circadian rhythm. Why isn't that mandated instead of drugs and all the other kind of things when it's for free? And we all have your, – your house that you're in has to be grounded. You see what I'm saying? So that's one of the things I wanted to talk about. The other thing is a uh, mandating, because uh, I'm, I'm totally uh, against um, the vaccination. I haven't taken it. I lost my job through the city of New York because I stuck to my guns. And I know that if I had to pimp myself in order to me to maintain my job when I did nothing wrong, when I'm very, very healthy, that I have to stick a needle in my arm just to keep my job. I don't need that job mm-hmm. wow. Wow. Uh, And and one other thing that I, I wanted to mention out of my family I'm I know I'm skipping around here a little bit, but I'm sure uh, I, I'm, I'm sticking within the format. I hope
0: But I, 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 I make notes. I,
2: I have some questions for you. Keep going. Oh, sure. 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 I have three brothers Two of them had a heart attack and one of them had a stroke. I'm the only one who's never had a heart attack or stroke. Why? Because I don't listen to my doctors. I listen to people (laughs) like Gary Null. I I juice. I take supplements. I haven't been working out as much as I would like to. I, I need to get that back in. I even, Dr. Resnick, I'm not just saying this because I have an ego. People say, wow, Noel, you're looking younger. Why isn't it? People don't ask me, "Hey, what are you doing?" So I can do that. Right, right. How? How did you get that? <laughs> right, right. The whites of my eyes, called the sclera, they're as white as eggshells. I'm sixty-six years old. When I tell people that, they think that I'm sixteen years younger. Mm, wow! Awesome. I haven't taken a vaccine. I haven't done any. I haven't even taken as much as a PCR test. Why is it I look younger, I don't have any of the symptoms, because I listen to taking the quercetin, the zinc, the vitamin C, the live juices, the live foods, and all that other kind of stuff, and I have nothing. Nothing! So to the Eric Adams, the Brooklyn Ball president, and all these other people who read a script, well, I guess get vaccinated, well... I would say I would say this, Doctor Resnick. I would not come to you, and I'm just using an example. If right. I needed the throttle body cleaned on my car, because I'm sure you're you're very knowledgeable about a lot of things, but you're probably not knowledgeable about the internal combustion engine. Leave that to people who 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 do know, like Gary. Why wasn't why wouldn't they ever have Gary or other other people debate? If we live in this in this alleged democracy, why would we we have a debate between Fauci and, and Gary? Or or other people who are or of, of like mind? Or an is answer. it only one way? No well, you have an answer.
0: <laughs> we we know why.
2: <laughs> mm. Uh yeah. So yeah, what uh, question did you have for me? Because I didn't want to dominate. uh... I
0: wanted you to speak a little more about grounding, because I tell me, I tell you why. I actually uh, uh, have been walking barefoot. Uh, Mm -hmm. there There is a little park here nearby. And any time when it's not raining, I go out and I walk barefoot at least for half an hour. Very I- good.
2: But make sure it's on grad because cement and asphalt are not no. good conductors. So no. it has to be ground, grass, good dirt, you know, about- that kind of stuff. So my question was, you mentioned
0: uh, the sand and the beach, and my question was right. about the grass.
2: No, the beach, the beach. to the best of my knowledge, where the waves kind of hit your feet, you know where it's foamy and you see the little bubbles, that's yeah. the best place to stand. Now, I'm going to give you, uh, I'm glad you brought me back to a grounding. I was doing um, a football, I'm a football referee, and I did a game the day before. It was a Saturday, and I had another game on a Sunday. My legs were sore I, because I had, like, three games. So I'm running up and down the field with, at the time with 17-year-old kids, 80-yard sprints at a time, you know, three games. So this was my fourth game for that weekend. Dr. Resnick and, to the, regu- and the regular public, I was so sore I couldn't even stretch. Now, I, I was in the Rockaways. For those who were, don't live in the New York area, the Rockaways uh, are right on the Atlantic Ocean. So I said, you know something? I couldn't even stretch. Let me go take more of my socks and my shoes. And I stood on the beach for 45 minutes to an hour. Dr. Resnick, it's not psychosomatic. After that, I was able to stretch and walk using no other anti-inflammatories. I just stood there on the beach And I'm telling you, and beside not only grounding, but also the negative ions that are in the air from the beach, you know, how you feel calmer when you come from the beach. Yes, Yes. So I, I, even though I'm not a doctor, I'm recommending everybody, everybody in the sound of my voice, including the engineer ground. Occasionally, you'll see how calmer, how, how much less inflammation you have in your body. And it's for free.
0: Yes, what a wonderful advice! What a wonderful advice! Thank
2: you. Yeah. Thank you and much. lastly, Dr. Resnick, I also sleep on a mat that is connected to the ground in my house. So I, I also sleep on a grounded magnet. I, I, I also sleep on magnets and a, 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 a ground. You sleep much deeper. I mean, I could just talk all day about grounding. It is the most wonderful hidden secret. And yes, there are books on it. Wonderful hidden secret. I think everybody in the hospital, everybody, should be sleeping on a a grounded magnet.
0: You probably know this book, uh, Bad Doctors Don't Lie. Did you hear this book?
2: (laughs) Uh, No, I, 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 I don't. But I could say this, that um, the, uh, and then I'm going to give somebody else the time to talk because I don't want to uh, uh, go much, much longer. But even the Tour de France, uh, I think that's equivalent to, like, running three marathons in the same day. When, they, when those men on the Tour de France, I don't know if they're women as well, I, I believe it's only men. When they go to sleep at night, guess what? They sleep on grounded magnets to reduce the inflammation from the pounding of going up hills and all that all day. Also, one other thing uh, that I just lastly want to share, cuts and bruises from the same guys from the Tour de France. You know how you put on the 12-lead the EKG, those, those, those stickers that go on? If you put it near a cut, would cut the, the cut would heal much faster when it's attached to the ground. Mm, that's How very... much more can I say about something that is absolutely free? No one could charge you for it. Maybe if I speak long enough, the government will charge us the ground. But <laughs> anyway, um, do you have any questions for me, uh, Dr. Resnick, before I go?
0: No, thank you. you. You presented us with a lot of ideas to think about. And hopefully people... Uh, Will take you on, uh, on your word and, and
2: yes, and it. I hope you do the same thing about if you, it's because I believe the six or six hours difference between here and, and England. Um, so to reset yourself, go outside, stand on the ground for, and you'll you'll notice your your jet lag will get lesser and lesser and lesser due to no, that. I
0: know that I actually deliberately made time after this show. I will have. A uh, couple of hours and i will go and walk on the grass absolutely yes
2: and preferably if you're near the ocean that's even better
0: i'm not near the ocean but but i okay. will definitely walk on the grass thank you very okay. much for calling. thank you very
2: much for, for allowing me the time thank you thank you bye-bye
0: okay so wow yeah like, ladies and gentlemen i know gave the suggestion, it's a fantastic suggestion about grounding. In fact, I started walking a number of years ago on the grass, any opportunity I had, because I read, and I don't remember, somewhere on the internet, an article written by a pediatrist. He wanted to lose his job. (laughs) No, he just happened to be an honest person. And he said that somehow he had this idea People were coming with inflammation, with joint problems. Uh, I I think it was a long time ago. I'm sorry. I think he actually did it for himself. He had some inflammation, and he decided to walk on the grass uh, barefoot, and inflammation disappeared. And then he started telling it to his patients. And he said that more than half of his patients who came with serious problems of inflammation, joint problems, called and told him that they no longer had a problem i think more i don't remember exact percent but more than a half so it it's a great great idea i'm so grateful to know that he called and reminded us of this so let's go back now unless somebody calls us everybody anybody is welcome again to call but meanwhile i will go back to to george who Uh, Ask us how to raise the child, you know, how do you do you encourage them? And as I said, in 80s and 90s, there was this new trend, uh, new school of thought about raising children. And it was like about positive reinforcement. You must praise your children. Psychologists were encouraging parents to say over and over how proud they were of their children. Uh, that would build their self-esteem. Uh, well, I already spoke about self-esteem last week. Uh, um, hopefully, um, if if you read, if you listen to that uh, talk, uh, you know. And if not, you know, I would encourage you. It's the third part of the of the hour last week. Uh, it's kind of a not such a great idea i believe of building self-esteem because uh, esteem literally is um, uh, ego is is building yourself up rather than accepting who you are and honoring who you are in the first place there was a philosopher he unfortunately no longer alive uh, but he lived in our times uh, uh, he died i think in 1990s uh, an indian person uh, Krishnamurti, who spoke on the subject of how to raise your children, and he said, "No, it's not a good idea to say I'm proud of you, because then you teach a child uh, to depend on your opinion and uh, to de- to be attached to the outcome. The outcome, if the outcome is good, he will hear uh, he or she will have the praise." If it's not good, they don't hear the praise. So it doesn't matter how they feel about the accomplishment. It's what you say. Uh, and I was very much influenced by what Krishnamurti wrote. And then when my, my first child was born, uh, I was already kind of equipped. Um, and when Aaron was three or four, he would bring some drawing or something that he did and say, Daddy, look, I wouldn't say, oh, wonderful, this is so good. Because then he be, the praise of parents is so important for children. Um, so, ag- acknowledgement. So that, yes, once in a while, you praise them for some, accomplishing something that they wanted, not something that you find good. So when Aaron would bring a picture, I would say to him, tell me please about this picture. What did you want to draw? And he would tell me, and then I would say, how do you feel about it, about what you did? And he would, he said, I like it. And I taught him also to talk about feelings. He would say, I like it, I liked it very much. And I would say, oh, I'm happy for you that you are satisfied with your work. And I think it was very helpful. Now I see this wonderful twenty-three-year-old man uh, who uh, runs his own show, who is independent and uh, less less dependent, at least the way I was um, when when I was a grown man. I would say, yeah. Um, of course, this this inc- constant encouragement leads people to. Uh, become junky, junkies for approval. One may say, uh, "What's wrong with respecting opinions of others, particularly older people? What's wrong with needing approval?" Well, I have to tell you, in my practice over the years, I met many people who needed, uh, and who could basically not function without approval, and. Uh, wow. A person did, does not become an independently thinking uh, uh, individual, free individual, when they're constantly looking over their shoulder. And by the way, I have to tell you, uh, as I said in the beginning of the show, we're only different in a degree, not in kind. For example, when I met my teacher, and I was already 36 years old, and Uh, already a therapist for 10 years and I was asked to write to start uh, a night dream book and on the first page to write three intentions of what I would like to accomplish in going this through this work because what happens is if you uh, start your night dream book and you write the intentions it's as if you are sending a message to your psyche that the dreams need to come in response to those intentions. And guess what was the first intention that I had? Uh, To be free from the need to be appreciated by others, which means at the age of 36, if I asked to be free, it means I was not free. And I would say it it took me good, probably 10 years maybe maybe a little less maybe eight years to work to focus on one problem To become free to become independent Not really to care to be respectful of opinions of others recognizing This is my opinion. This is their opinion and that's okay Because people who are seeking approval cannot cannot have this because they they need either people to uh, agree with them, which means they approve of what they think, or they need to change their mind. In fact, I, as I was thinking about this uh, subject, the need for approval, I went on the internet and wanted to read of what other people said about seeking approval. And there were a couple of wonderful, wonderful articles, one by Adam Eson in 2017, Adam wrote about 12 approval-seeking behaviors, and I read them, and there is very little I I, I have to add. So, uh, in fact, I don't know uh, when when I include this new subject in my book, the approval-seeking, uh, I probably will just uh copy what, what Adam wrote and seek his approval and give him credit. I don't need to come up maybe I will add a few other things, but it's such a good article. And here he what what he wrote, twelve approval seeking behaviors. And not only he writes about them, but he also talks about how to overcome that problem. Uh number one, taking disagreement personally when someone disagrees with something you've said or done do you take it to heart as a personal offense and feel upset or even frustrated if that is the case this is a classic response to what Adam calls uh, and of course it's known in psychology as a people pleaser because the quest of approval has failed. And that's where you feel so frustrated and unhappy. So and I would say like when I was dealing with um, with this issue, like I said 10 years ago, uh, no, now it's like, what, uh, 30 years ago, when I wrote this intentions, I think that was the issue for me, because I needed I wanted to be I liked by everybody, I wanted, um, and, and I, even though I I wouldn't admit it outwardly, but I think I was kind of frustrated when people were not agreeing with me because it means my thoughts are not that valuable. Uh, as, as, if, as if there is one opinion only, and if they don't agree with me, it means I am wrong. But that I believe it was an issue. But now, I, I, by the age of sixty-seven, thank God, in a, at least in the last twenty years, I speak my mind, and it's okay if other people have different opinion. Uh, we we're all in a process of developing, of growing. Remember what they say: you do not grow old; you get old when you stop growing. So. And you, ladies and gentlemen, my dear audience, are uh, in the process of growing. I'm sure because that's the kind of um, that's the kind of audience I got. From from you hear people who call. They are thoughtful. They are they adults. It's not the show that is visited mostly by by, um, by very young people. An average listener is middle aged person. And uh, most people who called in the last year and a half, I remember, uh, at least were 40 years old or older. So, so by now you <laughs> you already understood uh, that not nobody is perfect, nobody is complete. I think that when we are complete, when we learned everything we needed to learn in this lifetime, we go. Our time is to go. So that's why I say to my children, don't worry about me. I will live a long life because I'm so, so imperfect. Anyway, uh, the need for approval is a huge, huge subject. I love, I love, I love that actually I came across this idea because the, the, the um, uh, pillar five would be incomplete because it is a serious issue. And sometimes people go out of their way, ruin their lives, uh, just to get approval and doing something that their parents want them to do against what their own wishes are. I mean, so many lives are lost, so many years of people's lives. So it's definitely worth for us to talk about. I don't want to start number two now uh, sign of of uh being you one being uh, uh approval seeker because we're already running out of time so but next time uh, god willing next week i will continue the subject but as i said already please feel free to call me anytime and i will gladly stop and talk to you because I love, I love us interacting and I love the ideas that you bring in. Uh, and again, any, if, if any of you, ladies and gentlemen, have a question and you are not feeling like calling, do feel free to send me an email. My email is peter1818resnik R-E-Z-N as Nancy, I-K at gmail.com Peter 18resnik at gmail.com and I will be happy to read again if it's not like five pages just send one page uh, email please and you can share with your thoughts or you can actually ask me you can post a a request uh, on some subject that you want me to discuss and I will gladly do that uh, I have time to prepare for, for my shows and, uh, but also I'm happy when you call and I spontaneously, that's the most fun, uh, spontaneously work with you on your night dreams or trying to answer your questions. Anyway, I want to thank you all for being with me today. Uh, and I want to wish you just be happy. Choose life, so choose life. Choose to smile. Choose to enjoy the moment because we don't know what will happen next moment. The only truth is is what is, what is happening right now. And then only one thing you have, a choice of what you do next, and you have the next moment. Enjoy your life. peace to all who want to live in peace.